I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the very latest edition of the Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow if you haven't done so already on Twitter. We are at Premier View Pod. On Facebook, our page is the Premier View Podcast and on Instagram, where we are Premier View Podcast. We have up to the minute news on all things tip GAA across all our socials, plus the odd giveaway so don't miss out. If you're a Spotify listener, don't forget to hit follow and also hit the bell so that you never miss a podcast episode. We are now delighted to introduce our new sponsor, Orga Retro. Go retro with OrgaRetro.com, specialists in county retro style clothing. Get yourself organized for 2023. Okay, hello and welcome to episode 97 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. Um, a glorious weekend for Tipperary Hurland. Every time you come away from Nolan Park with a win, I'm joined here today by Sean Smith from Curtis Arsfield, Stephen Cronin from Carrick Devon, and Colin Purcell from Tallinn Oak. Uh, you're very welcome, lads. All happy, I presume. Yeah, good. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, Kevin is still away on holiday, so uh, I'm, I'm saying this is my last one. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> when tape are winning, you get the old bug, you know, and you want, you want to come on and talk about it. But look, we we, we listened to um, Dean Cahill's thoughts after the match there in a few minutes. But um, how, how, how did you make it, Stephen? What did you make of it? You'll be close enough to Kilkenny down there. You were happy enough to to get a win in Nolan Park. Oh, very happy. And going into work then yesterday morning, and none of the Kilkenny lads talking to me made it even better. So, <laughs> but uh, no, yes, yeah, very enjoyable match. And strangely, uh, just talking to me father on a Sunday night strangely it was probably the the most stress free match I've ever watched Tipperary especially against Kilkenny because they were, for the most part they were just dominated all over the field you know and it's not often we say that about, um, about Tipperary and Kilkenny games you know 
unfortunately they've had the they've had the hex on us for a number of years, but it it, it was just the, the freshness, the zip, the you know, you could see the game plan, what they were trying and the fight, like look, one of the highlights for me was I, I know I shouldn't be really um I shouldn't be really pro- uh, promoting this, but the little scuffle that broke out with Norm McGrath and a few of the boys and the tip lads, anyone within 30 yards of it there straight away. Yeah, and it, it killed all Kenny momentum and lifted tip again. And it was just that kind of stuff, the, the passion and the intensity, even though it's only a league game, it, it was brilliant to see compared to where we were this time last year. Yeah, I, to, to be honest, now, Stephen, I have it down on my notes as well to, to discuss. I thought it came at a very opportune time, that, um, that little row and... I thought it was very smart out of Noel, whether he did it intentionally or not, it was very smart and, and broke it. And, and you hear that, you know, where lads, I, I, we were on the receiving end of it ourselves there one year where someone started her out to start to stop and, and I'll run the scores, you know, and, and look, that's that's the way it goes. But I suppose we, we'll reference everything by saying she's only delay, but um, Sean, it was um, a six-point hammering. Uh, we were 12 up at half time. Um, now Kilkenny got a run on us there in, in the second half, but we we were by far the better team for for the whole of the game, I suppose, weren't we? Yeah, for sure. Going in twelve and a half time, and we lost last second half by six. But the first half, like at 15, 20 minutes, we're kind of sitting there down below Noel Park, and Kenny crowd are kind of in silence. There's not a peep out when compared to who's down there, and even. They're kind of looking, getting annoyed. A lot of bad wise by both teams. Not a shooting this time of year was bad, but like teams work rate and desire to just go out and score. I went to go there on the first half, and just the game was put to bed at half time. There's no like, no two ways about it. I know Hogan in the second half did make a great save when Kenny were rallying back, but like, Noah popped up a score at the other end. You know, there's lads just popping scores over there, and Ford is was just fine again. That like he's striking is unbelievable. Yeah, he he was excellent. Um, Colum. Um, again, you're another man who who loves getting a, a win over Kilkenny. Um, but you you must have been very happy on on Sunday. Ah, uh, look, Mike, I was, and like you know, I was thinking about it afterwards. Like you support teams and you follow teams because for days like Sunday, you go down to play your biggest rivals and you beat them, and that's brilliant. And like there was a few people online afterwards, sort of online grinches, I call them, kind of saying, "Oh, it's only the league, or it's only this, or it's only that, or we lost the second half by six points." Well, like we won. We won the game. We were 12 points up at half time. You know, the second half, okay, Kilkenny came back into it. But as, as Sean and, and, and Stephen said, like, we never looked like losing that game. And if we'd lost the game, it would have been a travesty. Like, so loads of positives for me. Like, the first thing I'd say, and I've said this after each game, I continue to see it. We look far fitter, far more con- far more conditioned. There's definitely a buzz about our hurling. You know, as the lad said, even when Noel started that row, and I think everything Noel McGrath does is is planned I, I think you know he, he's got such a a, a, a brain on in, in his head for this kind of stuff I, I'd say that was well planned like everything we did on Sunday I thought had a purpose to it was it perfect no it wasn't but you're, you're never going to get perfection in sport you're, you're you know so I'm extremely happy that we won the game I said it a few weeks ago it's a long time since we've won games in fact the last team of note that we bet was probably Kilkenny 12 months ago lads wasn't it so it was nice to go out and beat it beat it, you know, one of our big rivals. And now the challenge is push on, beat Dublin again in, you know, in two weeks' time and then beat Watford, get to a league final. Like, that's what following a team is about. And if you're training hard all winter like the players are, you want to be going out winning games. You know, that's that's what it's about. So 
I would make no apologies for winning down there last Sunday. I'd make no apologies for being happy afterwards. We can talk if we want about, you know, where we can improve on. And there's always aspects to improve on. I think Liam Callow being happy, funnily enough, that we lost the second half in one sense because it gave him something to go back into the dressing room afterwards with and, and have a go at the players, you know. So no harm in that either. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just as you mentioned, Liam Cahill, we'll uh, have a listen to his interview, his interview there after the, the match. It's about six minutes long. And it's quite interesting to, to listen to him talking. We're trying to get fitness levels up and a few little bits of pieces around game plans and that uh, to the forefront. But, you know, I'd be hoping that our hurling will come a bit better. And I'm sure Kilkenny's will come as well as, the, as the, the evenings get longer and the hurling gets a bit quicker. And the National League, what are you hoping to get out of it? Because you're giving a lot of game time to players and brought back Seamus Callanan today and, well, he didn't get a score. He put in a good shift now until you took him off there. Yeah, Seamus, it was nice to see Seamus back today and give a great pass for, for the first goal. And, uh, you know, Seamus retains all of, his, all of his ability, like in fairness and all of that. That, that style he has since since he first joined the Tiberi set up so you know he'll be a big player for us as the year goes on but um, no to answer your question Nicky to get something out of the league we're hoping to get to the latter stages within more competitive games and more preparation the better for the championship Liam, Liam the young lads did well today but again the lads lit it up most today was the likes of Jason Ford Noel McGrath happy with their application and character of course absolutely you know that's they're, they're consistent performers aren't they and have been for the last number of years with Tipperary so they're a big part of our, our set up but very happy with the younger fellas that are in around them and they're they're learning you know and these boys create a great culture the likes of the older fellas Shami there and Jason and Dan and, and Noel and all these boys are setting a really good uh, culture inside with these young fellas to, to get them to aspire to what's required to play for Tipperary I know you can't single out too many young lads, but after after today, Connor Bow was very good. A guy that did a lot of good work again, trying to break into the team. A lot of the Fitzgibbon lads you couldn't turn today. You're probably watching the Fitzgibbon on the far side, but obviously happy with everyone performance today and the character to show it especially yeah. Kenny were coming back at you absolutely and as I said it before the game down here in Nolan Park I came here myself a couple of times as a player and I guarantee you one thing <laughs> it's not a simple place to come to and uh, they ask big, big questions of you and you know Kenny will be disappointed today obviously but, but they ask big questions of us and it was a great learnings for both teams uh, Liam, Liam, apologies if you aren't uh, if you've been asked it already but 2008 it's a long time to wait for a victory here yeah it is it's Quite, quite some time we came down with good teams but Kilkenny Kilkenny pride themselves on, 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 on winning down here and that's that's always the way and um, you know the, I'm, I'm sure tonight the, the, the boys won't read too much into this come, come April when the, when the championship starts so um, look it, it's just a bit of work in progress for both sides under new, new managers really Room for improvement 15 wides as well it showed a lot a hell of a lot of uh, shots but uh, room yeah. for improvement yeah, this time of the year, your hurling is is not where it's going going to be or need to be. So um, I'd be hoping that that'll improve as as we, uh, you know, as the long evenings come in and we start hurling a bit more and training and, and ease back a bit on the physical side of it. So uh, just the way, sorry, just the way the second half went, Lee, were you a little bit worried when they got it back to four? Obviously, after being such command at half time. I you would be worried, all right, but it's a, again, you know, I said to Mikey beside me, it's it's a great challenge now to see how the players react between the lines, you know, and see how they figure it out and. You know they, they, you know fought away and clutched at straws. Really, got a couple of scores there again. The run of play and it just kept the, the scoreboard ticking over. And you know I'd be hopeful as the year progresses, we'll find ourselves in situations like that more often. And, and the more often we find ourselves in situations like that, I'd hopefully it is the better we better we'll get. So, 
Yeah. And next Sunday in Torlesley, back again. Now, but whatever about the game, I think the occasion is important. Remembering a great young hurler that would really have been out here today. So I'm yeah. sure you'd be hoping that the Kenny supporters in particular will travel and support this very worthy cause. Uh, yeah, abs- absolutely, Nicky. To the, next Sunday, we'll, we'll do it all again in Torlesley this time. And obviously, um, you know, a different occasion. You know, remember our or fallen comrade in, in, in Dylan in Dylan Quirk and it'll, it'll bring on a different array of emotions especially for, for us in the Tipperary dressing room but it's 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 one we're we're looking forward to and it's one that um that's very very close to us and going to be very very important. Liam can I say uh, you were going in at half time twelve points up. What was the kind of message to the group? Probably maybe didn't expect to be as much ahead at half time. Just wondering what the message was to the group knowing that probably Kilkenny were going to come back in the second half. Yeah, I was sure the message was quite simple. We had to start the second half, which we which we, we did, but we didn't capitalise. We left two or three scoring chances be, behind us to drive the scoreboard up maybe to to 14, 15 points, and we didn't think when you do that to Kilkenny, you give them oxygen and they came at us. And, uh, you know, obviously it was to see out the game that was the pri- primary objective um, because you know we, we wouldn't have been seen out games maybe as well in the past that would be a narrative that's out there around Tipperary that they don't see out big leads but today was important for us to, to make sure we saw it out Can I ask about Paddy Cadell as well it looked uh, some sort mm-hmm. of a leg injury from Giovanni kind of clarity on, on what that was No we've, we've no idea yet as to what it is but you know Paddy Paddy be a player that wouldn't be coming off too easy unless it was something that was uh, fairly severe so um, yeah Cahill Barris injury as well. Yeah, Cahill Barris is a, a shoulder injury. So again, the way this championship, and, sorry, league and championship is structured, uh, our medics are going to be fairly busy again this week, and it's you know it, it is tough going on players now. So hopefully things will, things will sort themselves out, and, and we'll get these boys back in the field, and it's not too bad. Yeah. What pleased you most about today? I, I think their battling qualities or our our ability to. Quinkle Kenny came at us to, to to kind of go back to be ordinary between the lines and and just kind of uh, how would you say? stem out that, that wave of Kilkenny dominance and, and just battle through it and keep the scoreboard taking over and get, get the result simple mm-hmm. you know Seamus Callan back he was lively early on first yeah. half yeah it's a good 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 start for Seamus it's his first real competitive game so you couldn't be too hard on him like you know what I mean so um, he came back today showed a lot of energy there for 40-45 minutes that was always the plan we were never going to see him out for the full game today down here especially in the environment that that was in Nolan Park it was a real good baptism for him and, and really happy with the way he came through the 40-45 the minutes he got Last yeah, question now yeah. go, go, no, go ahead Mikey Breen's five games in now into full back this is probably his first real big test coming out of Nolan Park yeah, yeah, that's a big plus for the ways, yeah, yeah, big plus for the day as well. Um, Mikey, you know, was steady back there and is getting getting back into the familiar role that he played there a number of years ago as a as a as a minor under twenty one. So if Mikey can continue that form, it's it's a big plus for us going going into the the remainder of the league and the championship. Thanks, lads. Thanks, Nick. Okay, sure, lads. thanks, Nick. Okay, lads. What did you make of of Cal's interview there? He was. Um, he, he, he certainly wasn't as upbeat as we were, but as Colm had said there before the interview, he, there, there was probably a stick to, to beat um, the team with a little bit in that they, they fell off. And I suppose for 50 minutes, we were outstanding, I thought. And, and then they came back into it. And as Sean had alluded to, Brian Hogan, or Barry Hogan made a very important save that would have probably brought, brought them back to maybe two or three points in it at the time. But then, then we saw the game. But, Maybe we are doing a lot of work, but we certainly tailed off in that last 20 minutes, didn't we, Sean? Yeah, I would be. We kind of are forward seem to get sucked out there. Um, at one point, I was sitting down at the end, we're attacking the town end, they call it in the second half there. And uh, 
at one stage there when he's showing Ryan inside and kind of he looked a bit lost. He's on his own, no support. He worked hard on right inside with the balls that came in, but then we got some loose scores in from the half back, half half far line midfield that kind of saw us through, but we kind of tittered out and kind of not hanging on, but I always knew we were going to hold out, but just there wasn't that final drive maybe in the last five, ten minutes that you'd want Cal who want to see again to the league with no managers at the weekend their interviews after the game were all about there's things to work on, but they're all taking positives out as well as negatives as well. That's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stephen, what did what did you make of, of the interview? Do you think, uh, obviously, uh, as Sean said, managers are going to play down, um, I suppose, results and that, especially at this, this time of the year. But Cal yeah, will have things look- to work on, won't he? Yeah, plenty to work on. I think one of the points he touched on was um was the shooting, you know, and look, they're probably training they're training up in the dark. I know the lights are on and all that, and they're you know, their 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 sessions, their field sessions now are probably two or three to one compared uh, um up against the you know, daytime session, you know, at the weekend maybe. And it was noticeable that the shooting boots weren't they weren't great, but it probably did us a favour as well because Tipperary should have come off that field at half time with, with 20 points on the board easy. You know, and that's that's a huge positive, I think, um, for us. But like we 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 want to be hitting them, we want to be bringing the shooting boots for the summer. But like if we went in there, we went down 12 point lead, we could have easily went in with 15 points. Then then the second half is is a no contest, you know. But uh with 12 point there and Kilkenny having their purple patch, which they would have, they were going to have it in Nolan Park. It's how, how we reacted and we reacted to their purple patch, I thought, brilliantly. Look, we got a little bit tired towards the end of the first half, at the end of the second half, but I thought that was more to do with um, the likes of, look, the, the shift Alan Tynum put in. So I was saying to one of the was at the match, he looks shattered, he's going to be coming off there shortly enough, you'd be thinking. But he would never was. It's as like as if it was a plan to get as much game time into certain lads, you know, and just if they're tired, they're tired, get on with us, you know, that kind of way. And uh, I, although I was surprised to see we we did the five and a half substitutes, um, you know, I was surprised to see that that that's that because it looked like he was trying to keep as close to the starting team on for as much and for as long as possible. But look, we got tired towards the end. Do I expect us to be a full? 100 mile an hour, 70 minute team in the middle of February. No, we want to be doing that in the summertime. And, you know, so don't, I, I wouldn't worry about getting tired in the last couple of minutes of a game. We still won handy despite their purple patch. Yeah. Uh, Colm, uh, a lot has been made of, of I suppose, teams and, and the, the age profile of teams nowadays. Um, but over the last two weeks, we've had Shamey and Bonner who are. I suppose, in their 30s, playing at full forward. Jason Ford, who was a powerhouse at the weekend, is 29 years old. Um, are, are those guys leading the young young guys now um, like, like we wanted them to, I suppose, even even last year? Are, are, they, are they putting in the shift that, that we expect them to? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I mean, a couple of things on that, I suppose. First of all, Cal himself will know that he needs leaders. You know, he needs his, his leaders, his men, out in the field and like the work that Shamie Callan put in last Sunday was phenomenal. You know, he was up and down the field. Like that was his first inter-county game by my reckoning in 18 to 20 months. I don't think he's played since, you know, the summer of 2021. I don't think he's, he didn't play any part in the championship last year. 
and didn't play, I don't think, in any league games either. So, like, it was phenomenal to see Callan put in that amount of work. Like, Noel McGrath, like, I mean, it's, I know it's the biggest cliche in hurling, but the man is just a Rolls Royce there, whether he's centre field, centre forward, wherever he is. You know, he just, the game just goes through him and, you know, he sees things that other lads just don't see on the on the fields. So it was, it's really good, really promising to see Noel leading by example. And as the boy said earlier on there, you know, maybe starting a bit of a schmozzle there as well, just to, to, to calm, to calm things down in a way like that, that, that was really, really helpful. Um, on Bonner, you know, like there's a part of me, I suppose, that thinks it, it might be, it mightn't be the best sign in the world if we're going into championship depending on Shamey and Bonner, that you'd, you'd love to see that a couple of newer lads had put their hands up and had forced their way into the team, if that makes sense. So, you know, I have to qualify all the good stuff about the older guys by saying there's a part of me that thinks I'd love to see maybe Connor Bowe or Alan Tynan, you know, coming in and, and, and nailing down a place in the team as well and, and, and putting pressure on the older guys and, and nearly pushing them out. But, you know, we've a few more. We've next Sunday against Kilkenny, obviously in a different s- scenario, and a couple of league games. And after that, to to, to nail down our, our starting fifteen. But you, you could you could have nothing but admiration for Shamey, for Noel, for Bonner, year in year out, come back to the well and and, and leading by example. Yeah. So yeah. All, all the way from Lanzarote, Kevin Ryan is back in the building. Um, <laughs> Kevin, how are you? Um, it was actually Malta, just to be. Because huh. <laughs> the Malta tours and board a big plug there, so uh, that's that's very posh of you. Very posh of you. Um, tell me, uh, Kevin, the the young players for Tip, um, Johnny Ryan, who who's just twenty one, on Tony is twenty two and played 68-69 minutes the other day. Um, Alan Tyne and Sean Ryan, who I thought was very good when he came on, looked very lively. They're a, a big source of encouragement for for the tip public at the moment. Yeah, look, you're not. They're probably all not going to feature regularly in championship. But you know, the four of them named. If you got, you know, certainly one, I think you need. But you know, if you got two out of that four, maybe to nail down a championship spot, you'd be in good order. You know, to take. I think West. I read Westside's piece, and he was kind of gushing and praise praise for his fellow uh, Westmen, Mike. You know, I think Johnny Ryan. You know, I heard kind of different things. You know, some say he kind of struggled at bits of the game, but you'd expect to against Kilkenny. So I think he's definitely one worth persevering with. Owen Connolly, I think, you know, he definitely showed the canniness to probably stop a goal by giving away a, you know, a good foul kind of in the first half when and Tip kind of got on, you know. So, like, w- would he be comfortable inside as a two and full back? Like, is that his best position? You know, again, a lad you'd like to see a bit more of now with a bit of a run. You can't. Sean Ryan, yeah, probably, like, geez, the fours, like, are. You know, there's some competition there. Like, you know, he, he's had a good couple of years club scene, so you'd love to see him getting a run, but tough to break into, as said. Yeah, maybe an impact sub role. He's definitely alive where. And, uh, you know, I've, again, contrasting views on Tynan, but I think definitely, you know, the the scope of him to improve, I think, you know, he, his ceiling could be very high indeed. So I think definitely on him there, he'd be worth, uh, he'd be, he'd be worth persevering. You know, when you t- just talk about the modern game, up and down, um, I think he's potential to give you so much. And I think he, I'd hope he'd learn from every game, you know, when he sees back his plays and his analysis touch was wonderful at some stages and like, you know, decision-making, a couple of hand passes got astray, but he just looked like a lad that would just um, battle away for the day, like, which is maybe where, you know, us mere mortal herders like are kind of identify with those sorts of traits. Like you'd like to think you do that yourself, but um, yeah, I think there's, you know, just a turnaround in in six or seven months from Tip, like you know, who looked, you know, a bit of a farce on on in the last year, like you know, has been great, great to see. 
Yeah, I suppose the, mo- the modern game, Kevin sees like, and and we go back to Limerick because they're the the archetypes of it. But um, Hagerty and and Morrissey, like they work back to field, and like is Cahill trying to pick a team, or, or certainly trying to to look at a formation where our two wing forwards are now coming out to meet them. And when you see Tynan, who is a quite a big lad um, and and likes to, to put in a shift. And Seamus Kendi being, being put up there, who, whose primary job has always been defensively, uh, for Tip anyway. Um, is that kind of where he's looking? That that work rate out around the middle of the field off our two half forwards? I think definitely, and you, you would have seen that with his Waterford teams as well before that. I think the early move of Seamus, whether he's six for championship or latter into the league, into the forwards was a clear sign. He was looking for a bit more uh, physicality there in the half and a bit more of a presence Alan Tynan's kind of role as well would would fit into that yeah that's very much the modern game you know I would have a bit of a doubt in the back of my mind is Mimic and Limerick team who probably perfected it for four or five years now the way to go about beating them but you know from I suppose from where we've been coming from it's a very good start and maybe you know with the likes of Jason Ford like having the finishers that we do with the forwards there to punish punish teams and you know go toe to toe with Limerick you know just Limerick again looking at the weekend you just have to be so efficient I know we're talking about Tip here now to actually beat them at their own game like you know in, in the forward strike and, and just one other thing about Noel there I thought it was just to mark him like he miss hit one you know from distance uh, about halfway through the first half and the next one he struck from about the same area it was over the black spot and just wasn't in doubt like it just you know it's just like a a wizard like you know when we have players like him to add to the physicality of your Tynans or your Shames whoever's there your Bonners like I think it gives us a chance against most teams Yeah absolutely uh, Sean um, a panel I suppose is hugely important especially with the with the five or the four games in, in Munster not everyone re- rarely plays every game but we, I think we've used 28 in the last in, over the two games and we still haven't seen Niall O'Mara Kieran Connolly Reese Shelley who got injured who was down to play but got injured against UL um, and, and Quigley hasn't seen, I don't know whether he, he came on for a little while against Leash, but he certainly hasn't seen much much game time. Like, there is a serious panel builded, but at the same time, with only three games left in the league, well, four, because we look like we're going to get to a semi-final, um, you probably need to be nailing down, I suppose, not that Cahill will ever say that to a panel, but he needs to be tightening up the amount of players he's used. Yeah, definitely. And like, there's lads last Sunday there that kind of, I'd like, love to see him again in the Heffron. Anyway, as one, um, the strength and the power coming out there. Like, again, he needs game time, but then do you want to put some lists instead of him to give them game times? So that's kind of where you're kind of looking at Brian Amara there. More likely, he could be in the half back line. So, if you start him over him, like, Power Camping might need another game. Maybe it's more of a loss to six, but then rolling beside him is rolling number seven. So, the names you mentioned there that are missing, like, Night Amara is a fit Night Amara and Connolly. Should be no reason where, like Shelley should have started and go has got a knock all right with her fits there during the week. So hopefully you might see him. But then with fits being still involved, you wouldn't know. Um but I do say the panel is building, but like it's hard to judge, I think, lad of one game. Like, do you want to give him two or three? But there's not enough games as you said there, unless we get to the semis in the final league where he might just play a few different games, team against. So he could name any team, say come. Dublin there Saturday week um, and this Sunday could be interesting as well which would be a great workout again for lads so there is games but the problem is games are going to dry up very quickly and if lads are impressing on the field and you want to see him again like we want to see him again in public as well yeah um, Stephen 
it, I suppose Jason Ford got the plot at the weekend. He got the, the man of the match. And uh, we've been talking about Noel and the, and the cats he showed. Was there anyone else um, that, that stood out for you as making a huge impact on, on the game that maybe we haven't or hasn't done so before? Yeah, well, I, I suppose like I in the second half there, I was um, Alan Tyne was on my side in the second half, and it's just just to watch what he's doing. Like I know, look, his touch can get better, and his shooting and decision making get better. But to see that what he offers the team when we come back the way, which that's the way Harlan's gone. Everyone gets back to help out, and then you get forward. But to, to see what he offers in the defensive side of it when um, when it's needed. Like just to watch him, like I was only about fifteen rows back there, and you're thinking he's hugging the touchline when he's winning a the ball. Then he's slipping the tackle on the outside, and you're thinking, no, you can't go outside because you're going to go outside. But to to watch him slip a tackle, it's it, he must be getting it from the rugby days. I don't know, but it's it's brilliant, and I think I think he's going to offer an awful lot to Tipperary this year. Like you know, there there won't be a two year bedding in for him. I I think I think I. What I'd like to think is when they're up in training, they're they're playing games for, for the weekend. They're playing games that, you know, lads, if I don't perform here in training, I'm not going to be playing the weekend. And I think although we're running out of games as such, you'd hope Carl and Bevins are picking their team and what's going on there because the boys are bringing an intensity that's through the roof. And look, we mightn't have much game time left for, for lads to be seen. Them, but if the managers are seeing them up there and they're happy with what they're doing, you'd like to think they'll... They can come down and perform when 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 called upon. I know we're trying to build experience and all that into these lads, but we just from where we started off last uh, from last year, we just don't have time to be to be uh, playing loads and loads of different fellas. So I think you'll probably start seeing the same faces now in the next two or three games, and it's just up to the lads in the training field to 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 reclaim their, to get their spots back. You know, we'll convert you, Mike. The Alan Tyne fan club will convert you. Yeah. <laughs> just, on, uh, just on Alan Tyne there, like, as in, I was thinking back, is it like he, it was minor last time he played a tip. So, like, he's what, eight years off playing in the county level. So, like, other lads on the panel have probably been dipping in and out in the county under 20 or 21. So, like, it'll take maybe another, again, time again. But, like, I saw everything. I echo Stephen here. I saw him, like, he just won balls and rock and ran towards goals and was something. That we need, I think, as well, um, on top of everyone else. So, like, you know, I'd be all positive about my name. I'd kind of compare him a small bit to Seamus Kendi when he first broke on. When I when I was watching Seamus Kendi when he first broke on, he wouldn't, he was half back the first year in his first. And I thought his, his at the time, you now, unfortunately for him, I was comparing him to Potty Marr and Brendan Marr that were beside him, like, but his hurling wasn't as quick. You know, he he'd all the athleticism and the running ability, but his hurling decision making wasn't as quick. But you see Shamey coming on the field, especially in 2000. Like for me, Seamus Kennedy starts for Tipperary come championship, where where it's half forward or half back, he starts. You'd see him when he came on the pitch, his composure, and he's I think he came on two or three times from blood subs and all concussions, and but his composure now compared to when he first started was unbelievable. And that came on the trainer field and the manager saw something in the trainer field and they said, right, we're playing him, we're playing him, we're playing him. Alan Tynan seems to be doing the same thing. And if anyone's getting left behind that may, would that were maybe there the last couple of years when Alan Tynan wasn't, it's because they're not 
it they're not performing on the hurling field, that on the training field. That's what we want. We want lads having to perform on the training field to earn the jersey at the weekend. Yeah, we sure do. Um, Colm, I, I know you're under pressure there. You have to take your wife out to dinner for Valentine's Day. But, um, <laughs> the, in contrast, uh, Derek Ling is also in his first year. And um, I, I, Kilkenny, to me, weren't up to much. I know maybe he got a bit out of it in the last 50 minutes when they, when they came back into it. Now, Billy Drennan um, has been, been a, a plus. And John Donnelly, when he came on, he, I thought he was excellent. And then Lawler at fullback. But other than that, are, are Kilkenny at a crossroads? Is this the Alex Ferguson effect where, where the new manager in is, is, under, is going to be under a, a savage load of pressure? It's probably too early to say that, Mike, to be honest with you. Like, the first half of Kilkenny was as poor as I've ever seen Kilkenny play, I'm, I'm happy to report. They were, they were shocking. Like, and, to, you know, Stephen said we should have had maybe 20 points up on the board at halftime. We probably should have had two goals on top of that as well. You know, we, we, we weren't as clinical as, as I'd like to have been in the first half. Um, they improved definitely in the second half and you know a couple of their forwards I thought caused some of our backmen trouble now in the second half if you go and look at that second half again you know we were under pressure a little bit um, John Donnelly certainly caused us problems Drennan caused us problems um, you know they've, they've Adrian Mullins come back into the team obviously TJ Reid will come back into the team uh, Young Cody will come back into the team they'd be three big players to come back in uh, I thought Hugh Lawler was very good on Sunday for them as well um, he's slightly worried. No, I wouldn't be slightly worried. I wouldn't give a shit, really. But Porrick Welsh probably, you know, didn't. You know, he, he, I thought his performance wasn't wasn't up to what I remember of him. Also, Killian Buckley, I think, is struggling as well. So, you know, and their goalkeeper bizarrely was named, and I think in one of the teams of the week that I saw there, which I I I, I, I couldn't I couldn't get. I thought he made a good save from Jake. Well, sorry, he made a save from Jake, and he made a save from Connor Bow, but. I think he should have been saving both of them, to be honest with you. They weren't. And, and other than that, he, he, his puck outs at times put his backmen under pressure. So I'm not, I'm not sure really how, how he was in, in the team of the week. Um, so, I, But to answer your question, sorry, I, I think it's too early to panic yet. You know, at the end of the day, Kilkenny were in the All-Ireland final six or eight months ago. They ran Limerick very, very close, you know. Um, and they were at pains to point out to me, certainly down there last Sunday, that it was, it's only the league and... You know they were accusing us of it being accusing it of it being our All Ireland final, which I find hilarious. But as I said to them, generally when we played them in Ireland finals, we beat them by ten plus points. So I don't know how they figured that one out. And the other gas thing about it, of course, is that when they were beating us routinely in the league, there wasn't a mention of it then being only the league. If you get me, you know. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing the psychology of this stuff. But you know, I think they were at half time. I, I think the lads were down there as well. They were very very quiet and chastised down there, weren't they, lads? You know, they were. They were in a bit of shock, I think, at what they'd seen in the first half. Yeah, uh, I, I forgot to mention the the uh, champion. I'm losing his first name. Come on, midfield there for for. John. Um, John. I thought he had an excellent game. You know, it's very easy to do the warm up with the rest of the team, and then you go sit down the subs. They have five or ten minutes in the game, and then to be called on so early, and to just yeah. slip right in, no bother to him, get a great score as well. I thought he had a fabulous game for uh, for Tipperary. Yeah, he did, and and I thought um, some the subs I thought they did quite well. Uh, Conley, I yes. thought did did very well when he came on, considering again he was sprung with an injury. Um, Seamus contributed w- when he came on, and as I already said, I thought Shawnee Ryan looked lively. But I, I'm a fan of his, so I, I'd like to see to see more of him. Um, 
before we before we finish up on it, Kevin, to turn it over a bit, would Cahill have been a bit disappointed that we won it or we were winning it so easy and that he, he wanted he wanted a challenge, he wants to see what, what these players are made of and would he have been rubbing his hands with 15, 20 minutes to go when Kenny were making a making a, a break for it and say, Jesus, let's see what this tip team are actually made of now. Are they going to fold or, or will they stand up? Yeah, no, I thought we we handled that when I think they got back to four at one stage and we kicked on again. We re-established our cushion. We took the speed out of the game. As probably mentioned already, Noel kind of with the canniness there, like, you know, we, as much as you can, slow down a game of Harlan. We did, we did like, um, well, I, I think you'd be very happy. I think that there was always going to be a, a rattle from Kilkenny in that set in that second half. Um, as it's been said here, they finished a lot stronger with personnel on the pitch, the likes of Park Walsh and, and that, like you know, because they had to. So I, I think Liam Cal and look, as mentioned as well, we were like you would expect in February our legs to kind of be feeling it a bit the last ten minutes. So I was really, to be honest, like I was just delighted that I was fearful, you know, four or five points, geez, if they got a goal, another goal, like you know. Because being twelve points up, this new team, you know, the, you're thinking the worst down in Northern Park. So, abs- no, absolutely delighted we reacted to them kind of closing the gap a bit there, and how we finished the game out as well. Yeah, especially so. Kevin, especially Kevin as well. When you think just back a few weeks ago to the Cork game, when we had a substantial lead going into the last ten or fifteen minutes, and we we lost that. Like so, you know, if if it had happened again on Sunday, you know, that was two leads against. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cork and Kilkenny, if we'd managed to butcher that lead as well, you'd be, you know, you'd be understandably asking questions, I think, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Look, we did say it on like the podcast group, like we we definitely didn't want tomorrow victory, which, you know, which you could have seen it, you know, tip play well for 60, 62 minutes and then kind of, Kilkenny bring on the, the artillery off the bench and kind of sail past them. But, you know, again, the fact that, you know, they did that and we kind of, we, we rallied and battled back again, I think it's a very good omen. Yeah, absolutely. No, um, good good start to the league for Tip, two wins from two and doubling up next in Crow Park on, the, on Saturday night, the 25th of February, which will uh, which will be a good. I'll test Dublin are, are doing quite well. Uh, just as you as you mentioned, Cork, their column, um if we move on to the, the other games in the league, Cork and Galway was on Sunday. Uh, the Cork ads are blowing and, and people are trying to blow them up. But I thought I thought this was a challenge game. Like it was a shootout. It was nobody laid a, a glove on anyone. I, I really wasn't impressed with it. I thought it was Cork of 
of what we're used to. It's grand, lovely, lovely hurling, but they weren't Dark in the league. Yeah. One thing I'd say, Mike, I, I thought their centre back played well. Uh, Joyce and uh, Roll Joyce, Joyce, as they call him. Down exactly. The call him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and, the, and they're right. He's 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 a class act. Yeah. Yeah, and they they seem to look, be trying to unearth a new fullback there. Now the young lad's name escapes me, but I I only saw the highlights on Sunday night. I thought. You know, Joyce is he is he's a, he's a class player. Um and it was interesting to see Dalton as well, Decky Dalton, a guy who we would have remembered from the twenties and twenty ones going back a few years ago. He he did he get seven or eight points and maybe a goal in it as well. Like so, you know, and they were missing a few players as well. Harnady wasn't playing, I know, and there was a couple of more not there, but like, you know, there's no cups given out in February, as we know. So, you know, and like I'm <laughs> Every year I tip Cork, you know, to do something. And every year, without doubt, they let me down. You know, without fail, they let me down. So I'm not going to, I'm not getting on board that bandwagon just yet. I'll, mm. I'll hold my judgment on them. Yeah, Owen, but, but, Owen Downey is the fullback. You know, he's, he's, he's a very good player. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, he's, he, 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 looks a, he looks a bit of a player as well. And, you know, that'd be two key positions that they'd be filling, like, to be fair, if, if they managed to sort that out. What was um, Robbie O'Flynn's injury in the end? Was it serious? Would he be, like, our... You don't look bad on the Saturday night. It's not season ending, I don't think, anyway. Yeah, it was an ankle injury, but I didn't hear the extent. Yeah, it looked bad now, the, the stoppage there in the, in the first game. So it's, look, hopefully he'll be back after the after the tip game, like, you know. But <laughs> yeah, look, with Cork, you can't help but be impressed. But we've been here a few times, like, but yeah. Like, hey, he's back, he back in the league, I think, Kevin, I need to say it. He should back championship percent. That'll be something tip tip Cork, like you know, down the park would be some game. Yeah, yeah. Six, well, six well, like I, w- I would have been more impressed with them against Limerick. Um, with with I suppose the the nature of it, the, the way they came back and they won it, rather than I, I, I just thought the game the weekend was a nothing game. Galway looked disinterested. It, it was like the score was what four twenty four three twenty two. I mean, Galway missed the penalty at the end to bring it back to a point, was it? Yeah, like, like it, in fe- in February a team putting up. Four, like a, a 424, 322 is like, this is, lads, we'll just shoot the lights out of it and, yeah. and nobody's putting in a tackle and whatnot, you know. I, I thought as well, Mike, the game on Saturday night, it actually nearly put me off going on Sunday. I, I just, oh. it was it was atrocious. Like, I I, I don't know, Sean, did, did you see it or see oh, it? I did, did I was watching, I was getting, like, Limerick just, um, were allowed to hit the ball on the American from when they wanted. Like, that was it. Because... Yeah, so just on that game, like Limerick were looked outstanding, Stephen. Clare were awful. Clare are, are a typical team who only have fifteen, in my opinion. They don't have they don't have subs, and when you take out key players like John Conlon and Tony Kelly, they become very, very average, very quick. And Limerick exploited that on Saturday night, and Limerick showed that they have a pendant that they can they can pull from. Yeah, that's the danger of the over reliance on one or two players, you know. If they're not playing after held, where's the inspiration coming from? It's you know, like there's like a there's like a club team with two inter county hurlers. If they're held, the rest of the club why they're not really standing up and that's that seems to be clear. It's just uh like look it's hard to judge Claire off off of Tipperary last year because we were just a shambles. You know, a couple of it's a couple of good games against Limerick, but they they, they never looked like making that next big step up and this year it seems like they've regressed a step you know and it's look it's great for everyone it's great for us I, I, I couldn't care less about Clare but it's the Clare folk must be worried must be a, a bit worried 
Yeah, Sean, um, Colm kind of references he, that he, he was put off by the by the by the game on on Saturday night. Um, the the throwing of the ball, and it's one that was raised on this podcast, and it's on on Conor Conor O'Donovan has a video out of, about it again in the last three weeks. But it, like, look, let's put our hands up. We're as good as it now as as any team is, but it's. Seems very evident in that match, and I, to be honest, he Lynch didn't hand pass the ball once in, in the whole game. He, he definitely threw every one of them. But as a game, Column is right. How how do you stay watching this? And it's not that Limerick were dominant. It's just the the, fa- the fair, you know, the the hurling wasn't wasn't there at all. I didn't. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah, like Lynch. He wasn't even trying to hide his arm was literally going straight. The ball's coming over. There wasn't even attempted a second motion. Like it's just and it's hard to watch then because Claire won't go near him, they let him shoot from where they wanted. Limerick have only was the one shot and goals, they got to go. I don't think they even bothered threatening the goals because they knew the pop scores over. But it's hard to watch then. That was an RT prime time Saturday evening. It just an action they picked up from reading now yesterday, the day before, wasn't about the hand pass and then it's starting to come around again. People just kind of getting annoyed about it, like not like just let them throw the ball if that's the case, or pull your people up. I don't know where they're going to draw a line at. Like, the same as someone mentioned on the pug or on Prandry today, like, was it when the penalty, penalty takers started running up and getting the couple of yards extra throwing the ball into the air, like Decky Ryan and them years ago, so that they finally did something to stamp it out, and they have. So, like, we need something to come in and stamp this out. This is going to, like, turn people, not turn them off, but just hard to watch. You're mm. kind of going that, for fuck's sake, will Bad knowledge, bad knowledge, bad knowledge, the game was hard to watch, Sean. To, yeah. to, to look at Shane Dowling then, <laughs> before, during, and you after. You game. couldn't that's, see him, sure. He's around the ski slopes. That's even harder to watch, you know, and, <laughs> and, and listen to. Um, but yeah, you're, I, I just, I, I found the whole, like, you know, Saturday night, you're looking forward to a good game of hurling. I found the whole thing just so, I, I was very disheartened after it. I was actually questioning whether I'd bother going to Nolan Park on Sunday after. I was like, God, oh, Jesus, like, is this what I'm going to be looking at now tomorrow? Like, you know, Genuinely, and I mean, I had no dog in the fight. I don't like to use the word hate, but I hate both of them equally. Like, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care who won the game. Like, you know, you just be hoping to see a good game of hurling. And you see, Claire, I think they got one-one from play in the first half. The goal should have been saved, and I think on the fifty-sixth minute, they by the fifty-sixth minute, they'd won nine scored. You know, and to say the league doesn't matter, I see after the game, Lone refused to speak to some of the local media down in Clare. Like, so there's always some sort of sideshow going on down there as well. You know, someone's not talking to somebody or there's, you know, there's some red herring thrown out there. You know, I, I don't know. The, just that the whole thing. And then, as I said, Dowling and 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 the punditry and Dalo beside him. Like, I don't know. Fucking whole thing just annoyed me on Saturday night. <laughs> so anyway, that's enough of my soapbox for this week about GA are we, commentators. Are we putting Anthony Daly into the list of things that you that you? Uh... Anthony Daly, Anthony Daly is top of that list, Mike, and has been for an awful long time. <laughs> Since his no longer whipping boys of Munster speech in '97, I've had a particular um, dislike of, of Anthony Daly. Are, are, are Not personally, we giving, of course, I don't know the guy. But are we know. giving Stephen Gleeson a reprieve? Is that what you're? <laughs> <laughs> There's th- that's with that's with both our solicitors at the moment, Mike. So yeah. we, we, we won't say anything about that. It's an ecumenical matter at the moment. Yeah, well, well I suppose um, Stephen, that was um, I, I called the tip win a, a six point hammer, and the six point win for Limerick was a six point hammer, wasn't it? And, and clear error all at sea. Yeah, yeah, and this I know it's only a week off from the from the um, the Cork game, but it's another week of training for Limerick. Like you know. Uh, 
I I I wouldn't I wasn't too impressed with the the Cork comeback last week because it just it it seemed to me that Limerick kind of more blew up in the second half than Cork were excellent and well, like you'd see him against Clare there they're they're starting the machine is starting to crank up again like and that's what they are they're a machine like just to go back to a point there was it one goal Limerick scored or Deshaun say like I I can't remember the the end result but. That was a game there where you practice going for the juggler and you score as many goals as you can. You know, you contrast that with Tip the other day. When, when they got the ball inside the 50, you felt we were going to go for it. And I think down the years, the great Kilkenny team and Tip, when they came along in 2010, they could fabricate goals out of nothing. And I think for, for, for someone to topple Limerick maybe this year or next year, Goals will be important, and I think it could ultimately, ultimately lend itself against Limerick that they're a points scoring team. Only if it, like they'll play the percentage, they'll tap over the easy points all day rather than go for a hard goal. And I think that's where the team now we might get an L, a little bit of inroad in them. But uh, yeah, they've they've a strong panel, and they have their um, they have their corner forward back in training now. All the the disciplinary issues seem to be over with and he'll be, he'll be you know he's a handful as well they brought in three new guys as well on Saturday night you know Houlihan who's the man to match Odalik who got a goal for them and is it Tobin as well the under 20 player from last year you know so they, they actually I, I mean I hate saying this they kind of remind me of the Dublin football team from about 2017 or 2018 they're just they are a machine at the moment and they're beating everything pretty much com- that comes in front of them like you know that they need to you know, they wanted to put Clare back in their box, I suppose, a little bit on Saturday night, and they certainly did that. You know, but I think you're right, Stephen. I think goals might be the way to get at them. Their lack of scoring goals, maybe. And if a team, you'd like to think if a team like Tip got a scent of victory coming down the home straight with 10 minutes to go, that we'd be the one county who'd go at them. You know, and 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 I, I think, as has happened so many times in the past, that when a great team would be taken down, I'd like to think it would be Tip. It was Tip that took Kilkenny down in 2010. It was tipped that stopped Cork five in a row, going back to the 1940s. And I firmly believe it'll be tipped that'll stop this Limerick juggernaut, or whatever you want to call it. You know, that, that day will be coming soon. Yeah, but I hope that day comes sooner rather than later. And it's not another <laughs> drive for five that, 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 we have to, that we have to stop. Um, moving on to the other games, I, I won't bring Steve. You mentioned, you mentioned oh. discipline there, um, you may break oh, yeah, off not bringing, game next. We're not bringing Stephen <laughs> in on this because he got enough to brief after his, his rant last week. But as sure as night follows day, four minutes into the game, as, uh, Mikey Kiley gets his marching orders. Um, and, and Waterford's discipline again raises its, its, its ugly head. Um, now, in fairness, Leash tried their best over the next... Um, over the next 70 minutes to try and even up the numbers and, and eventually did. But um, Waterford, they're not motoring under Davy at all, I don't think. They no. did hit the same score against Leash that we did, though, didn't they? 232. 231, yeah. 231. Yeah, so like in, in their own. So, but like, they did. Well, Leash scored 219, though. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they just they don't seem impressive at, at all. Like, but they. I think it's it's the style like Leash as I said Mike game you know I was really hoping like you know Leash just a couple of points in and then Leash being Leash decided to kind of do the one thing that they couldn't afford to do and get a a man stupidly sent off like and that was the game then you know because that could have put really 
a b- big pressure on Davy. You know, you're going up to Omore Park as well. It's they they fancy themselves a bit more at home, like you know, mm-hmm. and as well as that, everything set up for. But like, yeah, like David's probably happy. He got his win. They're probably what one draw against Dublin, so they're probably what need to be Kilkenny or Tip, and they're in the league semi final as well. Yeah, they're on they're on three points. Yeah, yeah, same as yeah, Dublin. So moment um, it's not panic but like yeah that if they get another man sent off this year you'll have to say that they're absolutely brain dead like you know like there's two free lessons there now like I don't want yeah but isn't it like I mean it's three three players in in two games and two of them are absolutely ridiculous like like four minutes into the game Mikey Kiley gets sent off Stephen Bennett's won from last week right in front of the 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 umpire like or the, the speech, like you know, you should like you should just yeah. be uh, have enough in your in your brain to say you don't need to be kind of taking matters into your, your own hands four minutes into a game. Like you know, you can take whatever's being said or done to you. Yeah. Um. Another another thing that's come out of that game is the man behind the wire. Um. So Davy has obviously positioned somebody. Uh. I don't know. I don't know who he's talking to. Whether he's talking to the the water for goalie or whether he's talking back to Davy on the sideline, but. He's certainly given information to somebody. He got moved on at the weekend, I think, to Michael Verney. That's, that's highlights this. Um, but is that another Davy tactic to to distract from the team, or is that something that he he will do when championship comes around, Sean? It's something he'll do, and all teams do it. There's players wired up in the stands with all teams. It's just the man behind the goals and. He's just obviously in sight and spot. Like, but come championship, to be that up in the upper Hogan or Cusack and looking down and getting different angle and relaying back. Like, the mayor Foran has gone off the field now. So, like, the other day, it may suit him to give the goalie a shout and tell him to say something to the cornerback and might shout it out to the other player. So, all teams that and just it just me, they're blowing it up. I think it's and there's fewer staying on a power trip, get away from behind the goals. Like, Jesus Christ. In okay. fairness to the stewards, I think the other day wasn't the terrace closed, so there was a lad, who, the lad that was in there, shouldn't have been in there if there were kids there. So how did he get in there? Closed. The gate must have been open. Uh, uh, I, 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 that's that was um that was my thinking of 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 the um the incident anyway. But I, I wouldn't have a problem with no. with people being wired up at all, you know. And do you know what? If you're if you're investing the kind of money where you could get a small little earpiece into um into your goalie, that's not going to be like a rucksack on his back. No, let him off. What? It's it's only giving you a, a the only advantage advantage as, as such as just making lads a little bit more aware. But I I wouldn't. Have uh, a Stephen, I I I draw the line now as, as the goalie having a an earpiece in. Um, I've no problem with with a guy being behind the goals. And when championship comes around, the terrace are full. He's not yeah. going to be able to talk. But a player being mic'd up is if that is the case. Um, yeah, well, allegedly he's allegedly he was mic'd up. I'm only going. To, there was a picture of, of him doing rounds of social media. He had a plaster yeah, beside his ear, and it's so allegedly he was mic'd up as well. But I've seen it in club games where um where where uh, uh the goalie have been mic'd up or the goalie have been earpieced up, and you know, and they're telling that this lad is free here on the side. Look, there's probably not a role we want to get down with because then it, then it'll all come back down to what counties can afford all these earpieces and things like that. Like, But a lad behind the goal offering information to the selectors, I'd have no problem with it whatsoever. I don't know, and I, I wouldn't either, um, given the information back to the selectors. As Sean said, that's done everywhere. And 
Uh, by the way, if we draw you in the county intermediate championship, I'll be looking at your goalie. <laughs> you, 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 we can't afford that kind of. <laughs> <I'll be damned laughs> like that, <laughs> Joyce, the, the one ear but in What I would say, if the keeper is relying on a fella that's five yards, ten yards behind him, now I know in the in the in the big games in the big stadiums are higher up, but if he's relying on a third party to tell him where what what lad is free. Then he's not focused on the game. He's not. He's not. He's not able to see what's out in front of him because the goalie should be able to see who who's free, who's making the movement. Because then he's looking down the same field as the lad behind him. You know, like I know they could be up in the by above up in the Hogan or like that. But where's he going to be for the for the second half of the of the match? You know, if if a if a keeper is relying on someone behind him, I think you're, you're, there's an issue with your keeper. So the other games there in in the national league, then that's um, Dublin, Dublin and Antrim was uh, was fairly competitive. But Dublin came when well, Dublin were leading, and Antrim came back into it. Uh, Keila Malai got a couple of goals, and uh, Wexford and, and Westmead. Kevin, Wexford don't seem to be going as well as they have been uh, last year with with Egan and. Yeah, maybe that's, you know, like they had a poor championship last year. So maybe, you know, they're after flipping. You hear these things, you know, changing their, the way they're um, loading their training or whatnot. I, I don't know from, you know, looking, just having a passing interest in them, like why, you know, they're they're playing. They never team that's going to shoot the lights out. And when you look at some of the other teams at that side, like, you know, they're all capable of hitting big scores. So I do think, you know, Wexford are just going to continuously going to come up short. For the for the next, you know, they seem they brought Leach in back there. They seem very reliant on him. But like, I'm just wondering generally. I think you're a little bit better off when we talk about Tip only having three league games. I think you're are now better off being on that side of the league and having, you know, with respect to Westmead, only one weaker game, you know, or only kind of one that you're getting a good workout there in four games. Whereas we are only guaranteed of again with greatest respect to Dublin they'll probably give a good I think they're in transition half their team seems to be in Australia like you know they're established players so you know they seem to be definitely under a bit of transition there like going into going into this year in the new management side as well so you know what you do seem to be kind of more guaranteed of a of a good workout that side maybe maybe teams like Henry Scalway don't don't want it at the moment or whatever like you know they're happy with and no interest in the league title I just don't know because you know they don't have Munster coming up as well you know they're probably nearly guaranteed um, you know a place in the in the All-Ireland quarterfinals or that so you know different teams will have to take different approaches I suppose Yeah I mean look I think Kilkenny and Galway are going to come out of Leinster aren't they and it's Dublin or Wexford then is the, is the third team that, that I suppose going on, on form um, but in Munster that is just while, while we mentioned it and, and it's very early days Sean um, Limerick, I think we can all agree, are coming out of Munster. It's not going to be. But, but the two from the other four, will it? If you were, if I was to ask you now to put your money on two teams, who, who would you say? Tip and Cork, maybe within Cork come championship could you at as well? Like it's going to be so competitive. Like them first two games, like if you get a loss early on. They're not expecting, or you to win your home games, or you lose a lose a home. They're under some pressure, like it's it's going to be a dog fight. And like Limerick may even be caught in a game or two as well, like so. Someone might get Limerick on the hop and get win off them, go against the grains. So I, if someone can pick the three that come out, they'll do very well. But I think Tip Cork Limerick, but they could be completely wrong. Even. 
I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the Hart and say Limerick are Tipperary. I'm going to always pick Tipperary to come out. Even, you know, I think Cork, I don't think Cork are going to be serious All-Ireland contenders playing the soft hurling. You know, they have, you, have to, you have to win the physical battles and they just, they're not nowhere near it. But I do think they will beat Clare and Watford handy. I think Watford are in a situation with Davy that Davy usually went to counties that are on a at a very low point. Like this Watford team have been to an All Ireland and All Ireland semi final in the last three years, you know. So he's not going in there to a broken team and try to fix them. Like I've saw, I've seen a couple of Davy's training sessions when they did the fighting his first stint around. Whether he's changed and mellowed out, I don't know. But he's like a man that's barking every night. And there's only so much of that you can put up with, like, you know, constant barking negative in your ear. And it's Watford. So I expect them to be fed up with him fairly soon. And that could be shown halfway through the Muscle Championship if they lose the first round. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, the two boys have Trump for, for tip. I don't hear any mention of Claire, Tony Kelly, and, and John Condon. Well, Tony Kelly especially drags him through games. Is yeah, where he's right now, Claire. It's 2022 all over again, isn't it? With people writing off Clare and, you know, like people people forget then, I suppose, we got, you know, we had targeted that Clare game. We almost wrote off that Waterford game the week before in 2022 and Clare just came and ambushed, ambushed in Classic and set them up for the whole year. You know, like to say, but they were seen as the weakest team in Munster um, 2022. I'm going to call it, yeah, I think that they've, whatever Limerick did to them is kind of, um, you know, like they're, they're, Finished them so Jesus is February, and I just said that. So, <laughs> I, I, I think they're the hostage of fortune there. Yeah, I, I agree with the boys. Maybe look because Cork being Cork, they could do that. And I was going to get a big tip. I'll go for Waterford in and instead, you know, to win a few few close games there, Davy. And look, with Davy, there's going to be controversy somewhere along the line. So, yeah, but look, and, and what, what I would I mean, say is that with that Waterford team, you know, having such a say in they must have picked him, you know, handpicked him to come back. Yeah, so. You know, because the, the seemingly to say that the Waterford players have like so they must know what they were getting have their due diligence done there. So and, and Waterford have the familiarity of, of Simple Stadium. They're three they've three out of the four games in, in the they're stadium, you know, um, which will help them. And they're cute, they their gate the other their second home game is the week before playing us well, so you know, another one out in the stadium. Yeah, like, I mean they're, they're tactically, you know, they're, no wonder they're, they're, yeah, they're going to have more games in Turles than we are yeah. this year, um, you know. which is crazy. Um, but that, that, that first game for Tip in Ennis now is going to be huge. I mean, it, it, we're here saying Tip are, are going to come out of it. If we go down to Ennis and don't come out of it with a win, perception changes almost immediately, doesn't it? You know that, Yeah, that, the one man, like you can see Low and Creighton, the the siege mentality there already. Yeah, started already, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, he's starting early. And the worse the results get, the more that'll go on. Like the the grass won't be cut in the centre of excellence there for uh, <laughs> for three months probably now or something like that. So yeah, well, look, we're we're very early with those predictions, but um, yeah, look, this is something we'll we'll revisit in in time. Um, as I said earlier on, our next league game is in two weeks' time or in, in ten days' time now against uh, Dublin up in. Crow Park, so it'll be good to get an on-run out in, in Crow Park. Uh, next weekend, that's, um, the Dylan Quirk Foundation have Tip and Kilkenny on inside in the stadium, so anybody that's listening, if you're looking for something to do next next um, Sunday, very wor- 
or they cause the Dylan Quirk Foundation is going to go towards uh, screening for for uh, SADS there and for for all club players. So it's very a very worthwhile event if you can get to it. And there are non non are non attending tickets as well available. Um, and there last weekend the county final of the the long puck was on and, and the West came out on top again with the two participants. Um, still the best goalie in tip, Darren Mooney, uh, with a, a monstrous 101.6 or 104.6 meters, which is an awful slap in the ball. And and Carl Dillon from the from the Aherlow club coming second. And that was very well supported by all the clubs in, in Tipperary and, and a good lot of money raised. Just on that, you know, you have to kind of give Kilkenny their dues, you know, coming up to Taurus again. They always seem to talk out. I remember they were played up Nina for the Amanda Stapleton fund a, a few years ago, you know. So just I think it's a, a great mark to them, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was a couple of their guys up doing the long puck there in Snowy over the weekend. But but just on that game, so after the game last weekend, obviously Liam is going to want to look at probably some new guys and we might see some maybe maybe some Snowy guys getting a getting a run out, certainly in there will be playing, I would imagine. Um, but what do we want to see from that from that game? I presume Stephen Kilkenny will come and be, uh, even if it is a, a fundraising game, they'll be like, They're not, "We're not going to lie down twice for you." Yeah, you'd be thinking they'd be coming strong, but I'd also look as we mentioned earlier, teams are preparing for certain times of the year. Like, look, Kilkenny have the little bit of luxury that you know, the Leinster Championship is handy. They're coming; they're guaranteed to come out for us. Whereas, you know, tip have to be right for the first round of the Munster Championship. Um, I don't think we'll see tip go as strong. I'd say, I'd say a lot of the lads who probably, who didn't feature the weekend or some of the lads that came on will be, will be uh, starting this week. They'll see that that's their, that's their game to, to show what they're worth. And that's where I think we'll see that. I don't think we'll be going as strong. Not that, we're, not that we'll be weak as, as, as such, but I don't think we'll have 12 of our, our Championship 15 out next week, you know. And it's an opportunity for the lads on the periphery of the team to, to hear, here I am, boss, I want to play, you know. So that's their opportunity. That's the way I think it'll uh, it'll work out next weekend. Kevin, what way do you think the, the teams will, will look yeah, at Yeah, look, the, the one lad, you know, probably like probably give Mickey Breen a rest, you know, for one. Like, you know, he's done a lot of hurling between Monster League. You mentioned James Quigley there, if he's kind of fit and well, like probably slot in, you know, lad, lads like that. Ronan probably use the game. I just couldn't see a game of big intensity. I think Kilkenny would come and just try to keep on doing what they were trying to do in the first half. You know, keep on working on that style. It's, you know, this listen to those podcasts or whatever. Like you just have to persevere in February in that to get things right. I like, can you can't turn it around. You know, you know, like within a, within a few months in the change of side. So I think they will have to persevere with that. Is if that is what Derek Ling is about, kind of thing. So I just see more more of that for them and coming on a bit. Like probably like they'll just start drip feeding the Valley Hay lads back for in the next couple of weeks. So I don't know if we see any of them, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be expecting the same intensity at all as last week. Yeah, uh, Sean, you, you know some of the the Kenoti guys quite well. Um, this will be a, a good occasion at the weekends. Uh, I suppose where people will get to celebrate Dylan at the Tipperary Harlem public, I think they'll come out in force. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, like especially kind of um, Dan Quirk was on Ireland there last week as well, and it's getting good publicity by the media. And like, there's a commander program available. You know, there'd be a couple thousand on sale on the day. The match being streamed also online, so people can support it in other ways by no and get something back as well. Um. Relation to the lads there, a few might get run out, especially in the Heffern probably where Dylan's number on the field end as well. So, you know, 
small things like that. And but the sport round has been massive, and even there last weekend, they've come back to struggle Kenny there, and even the talk of the lad representing Kenny in long hook, like I think it's Paddy Ling and Mikey Corwin for Glenmore, like it was kind of known, and they're like, it's an up now for long puck. It was just a bit of buzz around that they're going doing, and they've no problem doing either, which is great. Like, is in they're coming on board and helping with the cause, which is great. And people out here even talking about it as well, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it'll be a good all day out in Simple Stadium there. And on Sunday, as I said earlier on, tickets are available online. There's non-attended tickets and attendant tickets, so it'd be good to get a good, a good, um, a good crowd out to it to support the, the Quirk family uh, there and Snowty. And um, and there'll be there's lots of other stuff going on around the place as well. Um, before we finish up, lads, um, do you just want to give me the cup for the the fancy hurling now? Uh, that <laughs> That Pod Experts League, like it's not even close anymore. Uh, do, do like what's going on? Uh, do you need Do you need a hand? Do you want me to loan you? Some in fairness, the decision to change to change your captain from Peter Duncan, who got <laughs> two points or eight points or whatever, was a master stroke. <laughs> so. the, the fact that the last two weeks I've had Peter Duggan and then Connor McDonald as captain, <laughs> and I'm still beating the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> And like Wexford, like I don't know, to be nice, like they, they never score as a team above 110. And here's you delighted on, on, on Friday announcing to the world that you have Connor, Connor McDonald as, as captain, like expected, like some sort of tactical masterstroke there. So, yeah, we're, I don't know how you are. You must be fiddling the, fiddling the books here or something. Come on, you're made something Tyrone. So, I, I, picked, I picked the two captains from the two teams that were playing with me. So, uh, <laughs> that, that goes to show how. how how much faith I was putting into Westmead, but uh, yeah, there won't be another. T- I've stuck with Connor McDonald now for the next um, the next two games, so we'll we'll see how, how that goes. The thing might come all uh, falling down yeah. around me fairly quickly, um, but uh, Orga Retro are on board with us as a, as a sponsor of the of the podcast, and they're also sponsoring uh, a jersey for the winner of of our listeners' league. And um, yeah, good. good is there is there alter ego in that one now, or on the ditch? Inda is not with us tonight. I mean, um, <laughs> I don't think Carl in the Ditch is is in our um, is in our our the Pod League. Um, he's he the monster score. Huge, yeah. three hundred and twenty-eight. No, he's hey. not. Uh, James Daly from Hospital Harborstown, a Limerick man, is winning it. He's five hundred and sixty-three points, and Tony O'Brien from Gatty Rovers, who I think he was last year's winner, does uh, uh, overall winner, does quite well at this holiday. Is, is in second. Um, that's the all to play for. One good week as captain and brings you right back into it. Yeah, Shane Brophy is up there. He's in he's in fifth place. So uh Padraig won't be too happy about that he's not beating his fellow his fellow Lara man. Uh, um yeah, uh, so yeah, who did I say there? Uh, James Daly is, is, is winning that there. So he's in prime position to, to win the jersey from Orga Retro. Oh yeah, so just before we finish it up, anything else going on in the in the GA world that you want to mention that's yeah, Sean was just saying tip footballers have a, a must-win game against Antrim there. That's Saturday. right. They're, they're out against Antrim on uh, Saturday night, 6 o'clock in the stadium. Uh, must-win game, to, uh, zero from two so far. And Antrim did quite well against Down, I think. So that would be a, an interesting um, an interesting game for, for tip. Now, for pity that we have Antrim in the hurling as well. That I, I know we have to go to Antrim, but like, would you not double up those games or... The scheduling of the games should be more yeah, more in line, shouldn't it? Two of the poorest tennis games you have in the league, like just double them up. You know, like 
again, someone's talking, you might leave a half time on and go into other, but still just dump them up. But then ticket price and GA, they, they won't. Yeah, it's um, it, it will make more sense. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so the footballers are out. They, they, yeah, they need a win there. Need certainly do need need a win. Um, anything else going on? Congress is on. Is it this weekend or in two two weekends time? I see there's an article out about the motions there and the the age grades is taken kind of centre stage and that. So it'll be interesting to see what way that that pans Her, out. The hearty cover the All Ireland hurlers are playing the Dublin School, aren't they? They bet they're playing Nave Owen. Um, they that's bet. On, this week again, is, that, is that is that in Port Leash? Um, is that the third the third place answer team? Is it that they're playing? Yeah, so Colossal and they beat good counsel in that playoff. They were the beaten semi finalists, and Colossal and won that. And it's on in Park Rechnitschka J Club in Leash at two o'clock on Saturday. Um, so get on to Padraig Dermody. That's his Padraig's on the gate club. there. Yeah, yeah. on the yeah. gate. Get you a good parking spot. Buy now, buy now, lot of ticket or whatever they're setting up there. <laughs> The, the um, center of excellence. Yeah, and the other the other quarterfinal then is uh, Kieran's of uh, Kilkenny against St. Raphael's of Loch Grey. That's on in Neen actually on, on Saturday at two o'clock. Uh, so two two interesting games there. Uh, Cashel, of course, are in the in the semi-final. And, uh, yeah, so as we mentioned a couple of times, uh, we've doubled next in, in the in the National Hurling League uh, and from this weekend in the football best look for all temporary teams and we will talk to you again in a week or two time Tipper Dornaboo deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.